last time on Dungeons and Flagons. Is there evidence that someone has followed us? You had an active rocky talkie on your persons. You guys make your way into the fighting ring. Speaking of really good fighters, I may have a lead on one. Hello, I'm Locrian of Alrin. That's where I was going! You managed to climb onto the back of its shell. The turtle is pinned. Up in the tree, you see Blair the Drow. The two of you continue into the temple of Florimo, where Jimmy works. Pulls out a rocky talkie. I should have done this from the beginning. <laughs> Jimmy. Oh, it's okay. He doesn't answer for me either. All they hear on the other end is plenty of pipe, Mister. Plenty of pipe. Is he? Is he selling papers to people? <laughs> I I believe he was a newsie for a while. <laughs> Let's check the town square, I guess. <laughs> uh, so the three of you make your way into the town square, and there you see Jimmy. Jimmy, what what are you selling to people? Extra, extra, read all about it. Knolls, North, <laughs> Three Rivers, possible Cronenbergs. Do, do you have, like, your own printing press where you're making a gazette? No, I stole them. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a penny. Blair looks over your shoulder, Locrian, and says, like, did you just copy this from the, the Wizard Tower morning announcement? Yeah, pretty much. And you're selling people? You're selling people? Uh-huh. Huh. I don't always been an entrepreneur. Okay. I think that's illegal, but I we gotta get back up to the barracks. Let's go. Jimmy, what's the name of this publication? I said extra, extra, read all about it. It's, it's called it extra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, you guys uh, make your way back to the old barracks. Um, as you uh, enter the building and the uh, main rooms proper. Uh, you can hear Captain McCready in the room with the Marconi device, um, which Adrian is usually operating. Uh, and she seems to be having a heated discussion with someone else on the line. Uh, she is saying, you come in again, mid-conversation, and she's saying, well, what exactly is the point of relocating the entire town guard to the north when they're right here at our doorstep. We need more resources to take care of this. And a voice on the other side uh, is saying, it matters not what you may wish. These are your direct order. Comply with them. Uh, and as you come around the corner, you can see that the um, silver mirror has been activated. And Captain McCready is talking to the image of a... a an old man with an acne nose uh, in the mirror. Talking to someone in the mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Magic mirror. It's how you, you can talk to people through it. Boy, part of me really wants to just sneak around Frank and just sort of poke my head up into the mirror and look around. 
Uh, Captain McCready has noticed the three of you, and she kind of gives you like a one-minute sign uh, and continues to say to the man in the mirror, I'm gonna make a uh, she says, I understand that they're direct orders. I would just like to note that I find them to be ill-advised. And uh, the bald man says, duly, duly noted. We'll make a record of it. And then the mirror goes blank. Guilty. Like, like, like in Superman. Captain McCready uh, comes out of the room. Uh, and Adrian uh, kind of hooks the equipment back up to the general monitoring station. Oh, Knights of Bart, we have a new mission for you. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, follow me. Uh, and you proceed into her office where Aberford is at the blackboard um, and has a map already up in chalk of a... It appears to be the um, River Valley region, uh, further inland and to the west. Uh, this would be north of Portland, uh, one of like the biggest cities on the continent. Uh, you see that there's a town marked as Litchfield, uh, and there is a border there um, where it's written uh, Blackburn Corporation, and then there are a few dots behind that that appear to be cities and townships as well. So Captain McCready uh, makes her way behind her desk and says, so I'm sure you're all aware of the slight null problem that we have to the north. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah. You won't... My paper. Dave told us. You will be heading to the west to address another matter while we try and get to the bottom of this infestation to the north. We've received word from the Corrosion Trading Company. Are you familiar with them? To me, it sounds like they sell stuff that falls apart easily. Uh, you can all roll a history check. Okay. Thank you. Oh, six. Thirteen. Okay. Um, it's uh, pretty common knowledge that there are quite a few corporations that are um, have been springing up in the past yeah, 75 years. There's been more expansion into the continent stuff. They're like uh, the original colonies. They're like commonwealths and like entrepreneurial endeavors to like carve out a piece of land and use it to make money back on the continent. Um, the Corrosion Trading Company is one of the bigger corporations that has like basically carved out um, some like small states as it were on the coastline uh, and is a pretty big mercantile power in its own right um, where normally like there'd be kingdoms and kingdoms and stuff that have representation in the empire uh, the corrosion trading company has a seat on a lot of like different governmental bodies to like be present uh, really the only one that has more say um, and quite a bit is the Blackburn Corporation, uh, managed by Baron Blackburn, the trade baron. Uh, but the Corrosion Trading Company is probably the number two and kind of gunning for the number one spot. Uh, so, Captain McCready continues, uh, we received a missive from the Corrosion Trading Company 
um, directly to the Greyhounds, advising that they believe that the Blackbird Corporation has uncovered a magical artifact and would like to negotiate trade. They are willing to exchange an Arkenstone that they have uncovered on their own uh, for assistance in obtaining whatever it is that the Blackburn Corporation has dug up. Hmm. Political intrigue and whatnot. Espionage and, and corporate hoody-hoo. Yes, of the <laughs> industrial variety. Yes. You know, it's been a couple weeks. I could stand to get my hands dirty. Exactly. Uh, at present, we don't have too many details surrounding exactly what they found or where it's located. Uh, the representative from the Corrosion Trading Company has been uh, posted in the town of Litchfield, and she points to the map, uh, and requested meeting with our agents in order to debrief about additional details getting involved there. Fair enough. So the four of you will be heading out to meet with this Corrosion Trading Company representative. No, four. Blair will be going with you. And my seagull. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. He's always uh, here. I didn't want to bring this up last time, but is that, you just have a seagull with you the, now? Yeah. All the time? Yeah. yeah. You got an issue with that? Is it like a familiar? I mean, we're it's familiar with us. It's familiar with us. Yeah, like it's acquainted I with them. I a Cheeto one. Steven says, what? Exactly. All right. That's perfectly fine. You're goddamn right it is. In which case, the four of you, five of you, Steven included, uh, will be heading west to the town of Litchfield. I, I, just bear in mind before you get there, there are a few particular anomalies in the area I just want you to be aware of. The town of Litchfield is situated on an anti-magic zone. Oh. Spells just don't work there. We don't have a Marconi set up inside the town. It just suppresses all magical abilities. It's just one of those things. So, if anything should go south with the Corrosion Trading Company or any of the town guards, just know that you won't have any magical spells to back you up. Okay? Magical spells won't work. No. It's an anti-magic field. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, she uh, taps uh, her rocky-talkie, and you hear Abbotford's voice say, Yes? Oh, wait, no, he's already there. Never mind. <laughs> Rewind it! No, no, no! Nope, keep it. He's there, and he goes, I'm right That's here. That's how next <laughs> Abbotford picks up his rocky-talkie in the corner of the room. <laughs> probably not. You probably won't be able to turn into an animal. That counts as a magical effect. Shit. Right. Well. Wait. I have. I I hold up. Purple flame sword. And I don't remember the name. Purple flame. Purple flame. Are you igniting it right now? Uh, <laughs> Probably on accident, because I don't know how it works yet. 
Okay. Um, it erupts into purple flame. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a, whoa. I'm just sort of holding it there like this. Abbotford gingerly steps forward and says, that will probably not work within the town as well, and kind of lowers your hand. That's a nice sword. Thanks. Um, and an and, and, and automaton suit of armor gave it to me. Yes, you mentioned. Uh, ah, yeah. Yeah, neat magic sword. That's cool. Sweet. <laughs> that looks cool to me. Thank you. That's what I was going for. They're very cover artish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Captain McCready continues. Bear that in mind. You may want to be on polite behavior or relying on things that aren't magical if you do get into dicey situations at that time. Okay. I will be very polite. Thank you. Very good. And I bow. Furthermore, and she um, points to the towns to the north, we have reason to believe that whatever the Blackburn Corporation has uncovered, they have it in one of their trading facilities within their marked-off territory. Uh, they've got a mine right here and then a, a supervisor establishment here. Uh, please, 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 don't cause trouble here. And she points to the supervisor, Mark Dot. Please, please, please just avoid that one. If, if if they think it's there, just, like, let us know. All right. So go there. No, of course we'll be fine. Okay, okay. Very good. Then the four of you can gather what provisions you need and get on your way. Blair, you grab the sandwiches. Gotcha. Uh, is there anything else that you want to gather in town? Well, let's see. How, how, how's it? How, how, Loco, how you doing on bolts, man? How you doing on bolts for the crossbow? Um, I, I think I'm a... Okay with that. Yes, I think I think we're all right. Um, I do think we should perhaps pick up some potions. Yeah. Uh, 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 fr Frank, um, will potions work in said town? Uh, well, Timothy, uh, maybe depending on their type. How about restoration potions? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, if I was just going to say magic potions, and that's just not anything. If the medicine should work just fine, uh, alchemical potions of that nature, uh, wildfire and the like, since that's a, a chemical reaction, uh, spell spells like a healing potion or a, a potion of uh, web walking, that, that sort of thing probably will not work. Okay, so, Logo, you go buy juice, I guess. All right. Do you have a preferred type? Pineapple. Pineapple? All right, on it. Grape. Asla? Grape. What kind of juice? Grape. Grape. Grape? All right, grape and pineapple Thanks, juice. Loki. Yes, of course. Get, get extra grape, because you know what? Um, that just turns into wine. Oh, all right, fair point. All right. So I would like to go to the market to buy juice. Okay, you're going to Truce Apothecary? Yes. Okay. Uh, you head over to Truce Apothecary. Across the street, um, you do see Trixie Demogorgio's uh, establishment, which is 
um, getting more and more permanent by the day. Oh boy, that place in sure is full of snakes and smells like fish guts. Are you going with Logan? Yeah, I was. Okay. <laughs> Just so I could throw shade at Trixie. Gotcha. Unfortunately, we haven't found any of the things she needs. I forgot what we were looking for. An obsidian wand and an uncharged octavo. You did find an obsidian wand. And we have oh, an uncharged we? octavo. No, you don't. No. An uncharged octavo is like a big tablet. Um, What's what about the burnt out squirrely featherfall? No, that that's that's an octavo of featherfall. That's different. Okay, well because it was dead, I thought it was uncharged. So no, it's, it's not dead. Just no one's used it yet. Oh, but it's not going to work in the town anyway. So you just put it in your bag. We leave it. Keep it. Okay. Yeah, the wand. All right. Um. Should we go to Trixie's? You go. She likes you. She thinks you're cute. Are you with I, I comb my hair. Okay. I'm taking a cat nap. Gotcha. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, you enter uh, Trixie's uh, wagon, which has been started to build into a, a building, actually. like It seems like it's taking root. Um, uh, so I want to take out. I have a. I have one bunch of daffodils that I want to take out and have ready. Okay. Um, you enter the door and you hear a, a small voice say, "Locrian of Alredo." Hello, Trixie. How are you doing? Uh, I've I've been better, but we have uh, we have a pain in the pudding one. Oh, uh, and she immediately drops any sort of flirtatious attitude and like is instantly pouring over uh, that obsidian wand. Can I can I say that I've done like the horrible magician thing where I have the wand and then I pull it out and then the, the flowers are yes. in my head? Yes. He ignores the flowers and is just focusing entirely on that uh, obsidian wand. Uh, and you hear her saying like, oh, good dimensions. Okay, that's sturdy craftsmanship. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Is this Pacovian? Uh, I believe so. Do you have a vase or something that I could put these in? Uh, she just kind of like gestures over to the wall and you see a bunch of uh, glass vials that have a variety of different sludges inside of them. Oh, oh all right. I'll, I'll, I'll dump one of these out. No, okay. just put them in the sludge. Okay. Um, yes, I, I believe it's Bacobian. That's, that's where we got it. Are you dumping out a vial or are you putting the flowers in the vial? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, is there a sink? You can't see one. Um, yeah, I think Locrian would, would, would just try to dump out one of the vials. Uh, as you do so, um, you hear this, like, sickening boo, uh, and it starts to eat away at the floorboards. Oh, 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 uh, so, so, so why did you, why did you need this, Trixie? Quickly. Put the flowers in the thing and try to cover the hole. Uh, well, I can use this to enchant your gear with, you know, benefits and stuff like that with the proper reagents. I'll just need an uncharged octavo so we have something that can bounce the magic back at it, as it were. Oh, all right. Um, well, I, I suppose I'll return then. Sure. Like a haircut, by the way. Thank you. I did it myself. 
Uh, sorry, I must be going. I have to get some pineapple juice. So. Sure, sure. You can see that she is um, seems to be like casting some small like sparks from her fingertips into the wand. Uh, and at your feet, uh, there's a snake that has slithered out with a rag in its jaws and is slowly like polishing around that pile of sludge. Oh, I. What happened there? Okay, uh, I'll see you soon, Trixie. <laughs> I quickly leave. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you're right across from uh, True's apothecary. Yep, I'll head in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jimmy, I, I think it went well. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, did you get a number? No, but I, I, I think she really responded to the to the flowers. Oh. Or at, at, le- at least the energy. The energy yeah. from the flowers. Yes. Yeah, well, well, sucked the soul right out of them. Succubus, succubus. Let's okay. Let's let's head inside. Okay. Uh, so there's a ring as the door opens, ding, ding, ding. and you're in True's apothecary. Uh, there's Otto True behind the counter, and like, ah, oh, it isn't my favorite adventurers, or two of them. Yeah, buddy. Uh, hello. Um. We're looking for some, uh, I pull out a list, uh, pineapple juice and, uh, grape juice. And, uh, potions, I suppose. Uh, sure. Uh, he, uh, he rummages around behind the counter. He's like, well, we've got grape juice. Like, I mean, I have a wine skin if you want to buy that. Um, what do you think, Jimmy? Well, the dismal. Hypocris. <laughs> For medicinal purposes only. I also just thought of something. Uh, do you happen to have any sort of first aid kit or anything? As I will be quite useless at healing when we get there. Uh, don't you have... Hold on, let me double... I've got an explorer's pack and light and uh, like a disguise kit and con tools, but... I don't have here that I have, like, a med kit. I think it's just, like, part of it. Like, part of your adventuring gear is just, like, first aid equipment. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no specific, like, first aid kit. All right, so I guess I guess the medicinal wine and the... Uh, and some healing potions, if you happen to have any. Okay. Uh, how many do you need? Uh, I... How... Uh, let's, let's say two. Alright, uh, that'll be... The wine will be a gold, and the health potions are four apiece. That's nine gold total. I do not have enough money. Okay. <laughs> I got you covered, you... I, I have... I have 11 gold. So right. now I'm down to two. Didn't you all have, like, 500 gold or so? Never mind. All the gold is currently on the elemental plane of fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow, a lot, lot left. Okay. Uh, 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 so Otto uh, pauses for a second. And says, Unless you managed to find any of those reagents that I was looking for. Oh, the reagents you were looking for. Would that be a grandma knollhead? No, no, there was um a 
giant spider spinneret for a potion of uh, web walking? I have some spider venom and teeth. Oh. Well, I could I could turn that into anti-venom. How much for it? Would you make a deal? Uh, yeah. Uh, he looks over the venom sack that you pull out, and he's like, Whoa! How big was the spider? It was not small. Okay, no, I can make a lot with it. Uh, yeah. Hold on a second. Um, and he disappears into the back room, and you hear some, like, pots and pans moving around, and, um, a few small explosions. <laughs> he comes back out, um, covered in soot, uh, with... Uh, two small uh, vials. It says, here, you should be good for pretty much any sort of spider poison. Uh, and with that much venom, I can make a whole lot of anti-venom, so we'll have that in stock for a while. Great! How about a papaya? Uh, to, to make a potion out of? I, look, I don't remember what you would ask us to get, and I'm just looking through my bag and seeing what I've got. Logan, do you have that list? Uh, no, I do not. I only have uh, a list of other things that we're supposed to get. Oh, that's probably on that. I was going to um, say, that probably is in the fire plane as well. Yes, okay. unfortunately, I just have this adorable magic shit for Trixie list. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yep, probably in the elemental plane of fire. Okay. Uh, Alright, uh, tell you what... Uh, if you find any good berries, just bring those back. I can probably turn that into some better health potions. Oh, good berries! Yeah, All we right. can find those. Yeah. How about very old figs? Very old figs? What? <laughs> uh, what? Never mind. No deal. Never mind. No deal. No deal. True. True. Auto true. <laughs> Do you have any Newtons? Units of force? No. No, because we've got the figs. If you have the cake, then... I said no fucking deal, Jimmy. Sorry. What, are you trying to suggest some kind of fig wrapped in a cakey batter? Yes. It's huh. not a cookie. Huh. Interesting. He, he takes some notes furiously. I have figs, too, loco. Mm. Uh, is there anything else you need? <laughs> uh, no, I guess that's we got. We have Jimmy. Are, are you hanging on to all this stuff? I've, I've got the stuff that we're getting from him. Sure, yeah. I'll put it in my bag. Okay. We got cool. two first aid kits. <laughs> two, two health potions. <laughs> Well, I wrote down first aid kits. So they're health potions. <laughs> right. They're two health potions, well, two venoms, <laughs> and a bottle of wine for medicinal purposes. Right. Do you have any gauze and string? Uh, no. Oh, do you have any cups? We can do that cup and string thing, and we can talk to one another. No, I don't. I... Oh, all right. I suppose I'll take my business elsewhere. All right, keep an eye out. Good berries. Pineapple. Good berries. Uh, and anything else that you guys need in town? I think we're good. Yeah. Hey, does um, Blair have a wagon? Blair does have a 
second. Um, in front of the old barracks, um, there's Joe, um, who is hitching up two horses to a wagon, a covered wagon, actually. Hey, Joe, uh, what do you know? Okay. Uh, and the uh, four of you are uh, able to get underway. Woo! All right. So, um, it's actually a rather uneventful trip through the countryside. Um, it's about like a week's journey. Uh, so it's on well-traveled roads. Um, you pass by quite a few travelers, uh, merchant caravans. Do you guys have any pineapple juice? No. Spider spinnerets. No. All right. Good berries. Look at a bush. <laughs> well, if it was that easy, jeez. How dare they? Right? How dare they? Um, but it's a, a rather uneventful trip, and uh, eventually, um, you are nearing the outskirts of the town of Litchfield, uh, and you see um, there is a big open plain. Uh, with a town uh, situated in the center of it. And there are these two iron posts on either side of the road. And Blair kind of brings the wagon to a halt and turns around to the three of you and says, so uh, those mark the anti-magic field. So just so you know, like beyond that point, no more spells. Nervous not being able to change. So if, so if I does it negate spells as soon as we go in? Uh, yeah. So like um, if you've got like a magic item, it's gonna stop being magic so you leave again. All right. Like so we're at the border. Yeah. I'm gonna stand outside the border. Yeah. I'm pulling out flame sword. Yeah. Shaking it till it turns on because I still haven't figured that it, part out. In this flame. And then I'll walk across the border of of Flame Town. Oh, and it extinguishes. And then I back up. Uh okay. Uh the sword erupts into purple flame again. Uh and it seems to be like very, very bright this time. Like, almost like it was incensed at being extinguished. All right. So our stuff will work when we come back out. Uh, all right. Should we travel in? Yes. Everybody ready for this? Yeah. Yep. Does everybody have their regular weapons ready? Ready. I, I want to kiss my, my amulet of Pelor for good luck. Good. I think all I have is a claw. Okay. Um... Would you like Would you like a sword or dagger? Sword. Okay. Wait, what happened? I give Asla my second long sword. Great. Thanks. Welcome. Thanks, Jimothy. Okay. Uh, so the horses. Uh, Blair gets a yeah, more like a yeah, <laughs> and the horses uh, continue forward. Uh, as you pass by those iron posts, um, your uh, shift leave. Like immediately, just like turns into like gray, flabby, not really that well fitted 
robes. Um, your red uh, wolf gauntlets, they look the same, but you don't get those dexterous anymore. Um, and uh, your sword, Jimmy, is extinguished. Yeah, but it's put away anyway, so. Who's holding the octavo of Featherfall? It's in a bag. Okay, that. What? Oh no! I was saying I, I I thought that you had the octavo on you. Yeah, it's it's in my bag. Okay, then it it does not fall clunkily to the ground or anything like that. It's just in a bag. Uh, and you continue into town. So, um, the town of Litchfield uh, is a rather modest affair. Um, it's of some interest to folks just because it's in an anti-magic field, so that's worth of study. Um, there's always been like a few researchers from some sort of like either the Magos Matriculatum or like other studious endeavors or like imperial surveyors who are just like trying to poke around the town. Um, on the uh, outskirts, like a ways away, like maybe like a quarter of a day's ride, there is an interesting natural phenomenon outside that anti-magic circle. Um, there's a river that runs into... Um, like this underground cavern uh, and then like pops back out again, like running uphill and then curving around. There's like some weird gravity effect going on over there. Another magical anomaly, which has had people like trying to aid that, but things that like go down underground oftentimes don't come back out the other side. Um, so that's an interesting locale in the area too. Did the people in the town uh, put up the, anti-magic thing, or has that is that a naturally occurring? Oh, the field itself? Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, you, you don't even have to roll for this. You know that that's, like, one of those, like, weird things from Acadia, where, like, there's magical anomaly, anomalies that just, uh, infest the continent. This is just one particular anomaly that happens to be here, um, and then people took advantage of it to have a town where they didn't even worry about magic. Uh, with that lack of magic, uh, the town it has had to rely on more technology. So they have a clock tower um, that runs entirely on clockwork. Save yeah, this the clock tower! Uh, here, lady, here's a quarter. <laughs> and they're a little bit removed from Imperial um, oversight because they don't have a wizard's tower in town. Uh, so, like, they can't. Uh, someone tried to put one up on the outskirts, but like no one really pays attention to it because you have to walk like a mile out to see it. Uh, but yeah, and there's um like a, a lot of people who just like not having to worry about magic, so it's actually like very fairly well populated. Uh, the town itself gets its name um, from the amount of bones that they uh, dredge up uh, every farming season. Like uh, when it was first settled, like you couldn't plow a single field without uncovering like a bunch of skeletons. Um, now it's less common, but there's still enough that the name Litchfield uh, still holds enough sway. Uh, and you can see that there is a small temple to the Raven Queen that is uh, in the middle of town. Somewhat near the clock tower, which is dead center. But uh, Blair pulls the wagon up in front of the tavern and says, uh, all right, uh, this is where uh, you're supposed to meet the Corrosion Trading Company rep. Uh, it's all right with you guys. I am going to find somewhere out of sight. It looks like these people don't 
don't like me that much. And uh, you can see that a lot of the townsfolk are shooting glances at your wagon, but specifically at Blair. All right. I shoot glances back at him. No, no, it's, it's the drow thing, you know, like people don't like drifters, stuff like that. Uh, and uh, you do hear from like further on down the street a voice that yells out, Drow, go home! Oh, wait, you can't! Way to be a dick! Uh, and Blair's like, yeah, there we go. Uh, so I'm just gonna see you guys a little bit later. Don't worry, I'm gonna, it's the rogue thing, so I'll see you before you see me. And he uh, walks around the corner of uh, the inn and disappears into the shadows. All right. I guess we should head in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, before we go in, Asla, I've been meaning to ask, have you been jogging? Have you, you look very toned. Loki, thank you for noticing. Yes. Oh. I used that time we had off wisely. It felt great. Oh, I've been better in my life. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. As you can tell, I seem very cheerful now. Yes. I was sunny is how I would have Thank you. I would have described your disposition. Absolutely. Um I was just thinking about it, and this this just popped into my little idiot head. Um but what if you know, after this adventure, whatever money that we get, we use it to procure a wagon our own wagon, but it's like a snake oil salesman wagon. So we just roll into town, shut up, set up shop, and start doing things like the dude in Pete's Dragon. And that is our cover story and subterfuge. I do like it. Dragon eyes. I like You also know that dragon eyes are an incredibly controlled substance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Just selling bottles of stuff. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's let's get underway. Okay. Right, as um, we approach, I wanna I wanna be doing like queens waving as we get closer. Okay. Um, you enter the tavern. Uh, it is a actually like a pretty uh large building. Uh, there are quite a few tables on the ground floor, and there's a stage. Uh, and there's a stairwell leading up uh, to a balcony where there appear to be more private rooms. Uh, it's uh, kind of late afternoon, uh, so there's a bard who is up on the stage right now uh, with a guitar. Uh, and a few patrons who are already inside. I, I want to do that thing that people do when whenever there's live music, there's always that one guy who stands a little too close to the person performing music and just dead stares. Yes. So like to do that. Yeah. Um, the bard uh, seems to finish up uh, whatever like guitar noodling he was doing. Like he frets some like incredible like <laughs> on an acoustic. <laughs> uh, and then he looks out over like the five people who like start giving a slow clap. Yeah! Thank you, Lisfield! Play, play Free Phoenix! 
the D&D equivalent of Freebird. Play Free Phoenix. Yeah, I know Free it. Phoenix. Yeah, I know it. Play it. Bring. There it is. Bling, 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 <laughs> this is both the worst and greatest game in the world. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh, you want to roll a history check on bards? <laughs> yes, please. Follow us. You want to? Uh, where's history? Not 13. 15. I got a two. Uh, Jimmy, uh, you know bards play music. Yeah, they do! <laughs> uh, Locrian, what did you roll? Thirteen. Okay, um, Locrian and Asla, um, you both know that uh, bards are entertainers, um, but that they're also ferociously controlled by the colleges of bardic knowledge, um, which would basically be the equivalent of, um, what is it, DCA? Uh, yeah. ASCAP? Yeah, ASCAP. Yeah. Um, what, it's like a guild? Yeah, it's a guild, and like they have um, exclusive control over entertainment through a lot of the Empire, uh, and if you are playing unlicensed, that you, you can get in trouble, because essentially a bunch of bars will run up and beat you up for playing without paying your guild fees. Okay. Uh, you can also so, know... Bards will frequently have like magically enhanced instruments and stuff like that to like do better sound quality and things and like better acoustics. So, yeah, this dude appears yeah. to be doing very well. He's Matt. He's, he's got all, he's all Matt. He's got a handlebar mustache and shaggy hair. Can I do a perception check to see if I think that he is uh, a licensed bard? Sure. Uh, it would be a insight check or investigate. Uh, Investigate. Investigate? Okay. Seven. Um, you do see that he has a little um, lapel pin uh, with a treble clef. Okay. Which is um, a symbol for the uh, College of Bardic Music. All right. Um, oh, I, I should wait until he's done with his set to talk to him. It is free bird, so it's gonna take a while. <laughs> All right, free, uh, free phoenix. All right, uh, should we? Does he have like a case out that I can put like a gold piece? Okay, I'm gonna put a gold piece in his case. Where the hell did you get that gold piece? I only had four. Well, now That's you're down to three. Yes, indeed. Okay. He gives you an extravagant wink and continues playing because he's going into the guitar solo now, and he's got to focus on that. Alright, should we get a drink and wait? Uh, as... Loki, you're, flush you're blushing. Am I? Yeah, you're blushing. I, it's, it's, it's quite moving, honestly. Free Phoenix is my favorite. 
Yeah. Uh, so are you guys heading up to the bar? Yeah. Yeah, I'll head over to the bar. Okay. Um, as you do so, uh, there is a human man who uh, is descending the stairs and walking over to the three of you. Uh, and as he approaches, uh, he raises his hand in greeting and says, The sun shines ever on the Empire of the Silver Dragon. And also to you. (laughs) Rock on. And he (laughs) kind of stops for a second and then says, I believe that we are working towards a common interest. I believe you may be right. I may be crazy. (laughs) All right. Lady, gentlemen, would you follow me? And he he moves back upstairs. All right, I'll follow. follow. Okay. Um, he uh, walks up to the balcony and opens the door into one of the private rooms and walks inside. Do you follow? Yes. I I'll go first. Yeah. I'm short. Okay. okay. Um, you walk in. Uh, you see that there are three other human men, uh, armed with crossbows. And there is a uh, table and uh, two chairs. And on the other side of the table, there is seated a halfling in a fine tailored suit. That's a nice suit. Why, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And I mean it. I don't don't just say things. Also, your adorable little thing. Uh, he kind of blinks slowly, and you see the guards around tense up. Uh, and he kind of like gives them a no, no, it's fine with his hand. He says, "Thank you." My name is Callus Wildcloak. How do you do? How do you do? We we do well. And you are. I am, um, you, you can call me James or Jimothy. Jimothy, you can call me Jimothy. Asla, nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Look, Green of Alredo, the undefeated. Very glad to make your acquaintance. Uh, I believe that you were dispatched here by Captain McCready of the Greyhawks. Yes. 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 Maybe. Y- yes. So she is willing to agree to our exchange. Um, you will be uh, contracted to us for this particular assignment. Upon completion, we will be turning over the Arkenstone which we uncovered. Bingo. Yeah. Very good. I must admit, I'm glad to hear that our interests were aligned as such. The Blackburn Corporation has grown far too powerful in the eyes of the Empire, and I believe that the Corrosion Trading Company will be a remarkable replacement. And how? Yeah, he, um, he pauses for a second, uh, and then uh, looks over the three of you. Okay, um, and then he uh, he thinks for a second and says, "So, please, please, um, let me. Uh, you must be awfully tired after your long journey." Uh, James, would you please get some food and drink for our guests? Uh, what would you prefer? 
Pineapple juice. Um, yeah. if, if you have pineapple juice, absolutely. Uh, go go see if they have any pineapple juice on tap. So uh, I would hate to jump right into business without some pleasantries at first. How long have you been uh, contracted with the Greyhawks? Oh, I think this is what round number three. Round number three, three rounds. What you said? Something like that. Yeah, three or four. Something like that. I may be forgetting one. I see. So this is. That, that's three campaigning seasons? We, we fought some Cronenbergs. What is a Cronenberg? It's a scary monster. You don't want to see him. <laughs> I have seen shit that will turn you white. Indubitably. And, and then there was um, the spider monster, right? Hmm. There was a spider monster, yeah. Yep, yep. And then there was yep. the... The, the the eel monster. Shernakur. Shernakur. Yep, there was Shernakur. And then there was um the Hellscape portal. I wrestled a turtle. And he wrestled the turtle. I see. We're pretty badass, you guys. And I do a high <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. We did have uh, pirates too. See, but that All was like a prologue, right? <laughs> well, then, I think that maybe we are not on the same page. It was my understanding that we would be assigned a team of crack commandos in order to address our current situation. Oh, yeah, no, you read that wrong, it's cracked with an ed at the end. Like, we're a little off. Crap. Well, plausible deniability does have a certain sheen to it, so I'm sure this will go fine. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Uh, and he pulls out a dossier uh, and quickly launches into um, a mission briefing. Uh, we have uncovered that the Blackburn Corporation has discovered a bag of holding. We want you to go inside to their laboratory, uncover it, retrieve it, and bring it back to us. Exchange for the bag of holding, you can receive a coffin stone. All right. I mean, Is I have a bag, bag of holding. holding. What's so special about this bag of holding? Uh, are you... This is, this is a true bag of holding. They have apparently found a true bag of holding. Hell is a bag of holding. It's a bag that holds stuff. Lots of stuff. The, uh, the halfling... Puts his palm to his forehead, uh, and at that moment, the guard comes in with drinks and says, "They had pineapple juice. I wasn't expecting it, but they had pineapple juice." Yeah, buddy. High five. Right. Awesome. Oh, Macready. Oh, okay. We're even, Macready. All right. <laughs> so, a bag of holding is. It has the dimensions of a normal. Saddlebag, uh, just like a normal one that you would have at your side in any instance. However, the space within is infinite. Oh, bag of holding. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant it was like a bag full of something called holding. What? Yeah. What would coffee? Be? Holding coffee. Exactly. Yeah. That was my. Way. Yeah, I'm with you. 
Like, what what Dallas holding and why is it so important? Why is he so important? So, excuse me. The dude. Now I understand why it's so important. I would love a bag of holding. I would love one. Yes. It's like a Mary Poppins. Ma- many, many people would. It would be an incredibly useful device for people to have on their person. And as such... The Corrosion Trading Company would like exclusive rights for recreation of this magical artifact, as opposed to the Blackburn Corporation using it for whatever nefarious purposes, or worse, an exclusive copyright. So, you want us to go get a bag of Infitude? Yes. Before you do that. All right. Now, there are two key components to that. First and foremost, it seems to be here, and he points um, in the dossier that he's unfolded on the table, to a small topographical map, uh, and he points and says, here at the Blackburn prison camp. Now, situated above the prison camp, and you see like there's um, a depression, uh, seemingly like a a rock quarry or something like that, and above it, there is a small icon of a castle keep, and it says, here is the local company head of the Blackburn Corporation. Apparently, they have some sort of research facility inside of the keep where the bag of holding is most likely being stored. Okay. You were going to say being held, weren't you? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) The point being, you will need to confirm the location of the bag of holding, infiltrate, whatever means works best for you, and return it here. You said it's a prison camp, right? Correct. All right, guys. What if we steal a laundry truck and we go in, we roll in as the laundry people for the prison camp? Oh. All right. But that I never goes. I'm on board. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Second ask, do they have cause a bit of trouble? We've had reports that the Horizon Front is in the area attempting to break people out of the prison camp. So that may cause some trouble for Imperials as yourselves. It may provide a useful cover to get in. Yep. Quick right. question to my comrades. I'm going to pull a nice little aside. Okay. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I, I drank a bottle of wine. Um, I don't remember who we're not supposed to deal with. <laughs> the big thing. The big thing we're not supposed to cause problems at the, uh, at the supervisor. In the uh, is that the castle? So, yeah, yes, that that would be where the supervisor is located. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna write this shit down. <laughs> Don't bother. So now that where? I think, yes, go on. What? Um. Yeah, I guess I don't really know exactly what's our next. Well, where? Sorry, is, is it what? the Horizon Front that is going that is trying to? 
cause a prison break? Yeah. Could you all roll a history check? I also want to know where they're located. Seven. I got a 12. 18. All right. Uh, with an 18, um, you know that the Horizon Front is an insurrectionist movement uh, against the Empire. Uh, specifically, uh, they believe in a free Acadia, and they're definitely anti-corporate. So they don't like the Blackburn Corporation. They don't like the Corrosion Trading Company. Um, you, they generally disagree with them having any sort of governmental authority. They believe that they should be disbanded and have nothing to do with ruling people. And they're very much against the imperial yoke. Uh, they don't like being controlled by someone across an ocean. All right. Do we know where they would be? We know that they've been spotted. Do we know where where they might be? Are you asking uh, Callus that? Yes, I'm asking Callus. I don't remember their last name. Wildcloak. Thank you. Well, there have been Horizon Front agents or forces or just a, a general air of uh, dissatisfaction with the Blackburn Corporation in the company towns uh, around the prison camp. Uh, the keep itself is remarkably secure, and they're probably on heightened security due to their presence in the area. All right. Thank you. Um, can I pull my compatriots aside? Oh, certainly. Go ahead. Yes. Um, I think we should help the Horizon Front with the prison break. Oh, absolutely. How else are we going to get in there? Right. All right. So we should go to the keep, which seems very guarded. Uh, what? No, no, no. What we got to do is we got to get found by them. Because if we are looking for them, they won't trust us. But if we're just out in the road cheering along with them, maybe they'll go, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Let's invite them in. All right. All right. So we, we should... tend to be one of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what, like, so we're affiliated with what? The Greyhawks, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's let's ride up and down the roads around here in the wagon, yelling as loud as possible, um, hey, hey, ho, ho, dem gray birds have got to go. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. And, hey. and, and we'll smoke them out. Them right. gray birds have got gray to birds. go. Go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think this is the beginning of a plan that isn't as half harebrained as our normals. Uh, you right. hear Callus <laughs> from behind you gives an audible groan. <laughs> um, oh, McCready, you've done it again. Look, the last time, the last time, you know, it, there was a lot of playing dead, and there was also just a keg of beer. Oh, remarkable! That that sounds great. Yeah, that was what we had to work with. So we're ahead of the game. We make the best of what we have. That's right. How remarkably optimistic of you! He's right. not be as optimistic as my men. He's fools. How very inspiring. I feel like I've caught a glimpse of character development that have arced <laughs> series, of which I've only caught a tiny glimpse of. Yeah, but you're impressed, aren't you? 
Yes, truly. The, the myriad number of uh, interdimensional uh, character developments that encapsulate every single living being on this planet. It, truly a sense of sonder and amazement. That's a lot of big words coming from a little guy. Uh, you see the guards tense up again? Uh, do you guys want to give me a history check on the name Wild Cloak? I, I crit failed. Uh, He's 15. a half. A 15? I got 15, yeah. Hey. Um, Asla and Locrian, you know that the halfling people um, are native to Kuros, the southern continent. Um, they live on pretty much the southern extent, that's the halfling homelands, where the various halfling houses vie for control of the Ironwood throne. Um, usually, if halflings are in the north, it's because they've been excommunicated from their family holdings um, and are, or just left the ferocious battle uh, for control and power. But the name Wildcloak, uh, not ringing any bells. You don't know that many halflings with that name. Sounds impressive, though. Yes. Um, but the guards are still a little bit tense. And uh, Alex Wildcloak gives you the eye, Jimmy, and says, like, well, I think we're done here. And then and then I just make, I, I make you know, that my, my normal go-to, hey, what are you going to do gesture? <laughs> Indeed. What can little guy. Hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> Except leave. Maybe now. All right, let's go. Yes, let's let's go. Um is 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 he done with Free Phoenix now? Uh yes, uh, as you guys exit and head down the stairs, <laughs> she's hitting the last power cord of Free Phoenix. Ah. All right. Um I want to give him the rest of my gold and say uh you and and say music is inherently an act of rebellion, and you shouldn't let anyone tell you when and where to perform. You should you should leave the Bard's College. Uh, yeah, the uh, Bard looks down at the gold that you just threw into his case, and then he looks up at you and he says, "Yeah, man, fight the power!" <laughs> and he gives another outrageous wink. Awesome. And I give a, I give a Judd Nelson <laughs> as I go out the door. Okay, um, you guys leave the inn. Uh, are you just climbing in the wagon? Uh, yeah, I'd, uh... yeah, sure. Okay, uh, as you climb in the back, uh, you the three of you are seemingly alone in there, and then suddenly from under a blanket, uh, there's Blair. That's impressive, dude. Blair, was was that your ranger training at work right there? Hiding under uh, a blanket? Partially, yeah. But oh, you didn't think it was under a blanket, did you? You thought it was just part of the seat. That was yeah. great. Fair enough. So, uh, what's the score? Oh, nil-nil. Uh, uh, they are not impressed with us. Yeah, uh, the, the captain and Wild Club go back a little bit. Hmm. Well, we need to go start a prison riot. What? We what? need to go find the um the rebellion people that are trying to break people out of prison. What? 
when the rebellion people who are trying to break people out of prison. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know how to make it any clearer. <laughs> what? Next time on Dungeons and Flagons. I'm sorry, was there a reason you're kicking my associate from the shin? Jimmy, watch out, they're so goddamn cool. Okay, I'm just laying it out there. Mm-hmm. I don't like to work. Frankly, we are the best looking people in town. My name is Chad. Who do you think you are? Oh yeah! and thank you so much for listening to that episode of Dungeons and Flagons. It would appear that our heroes are on their way to meet the Horizon Front. Be sure to rate and review us and to tell all your friends. If you'd like to reach out, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under Knights of Bart. All original art by Jessica Libby and original music by Jonathan Rains. Thanks again, gang. Stay safe. We'll see you next time.